Welcome back to Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. As ever, if you want to get in touch, you can email the show techtalk at newstalk.com or you'll find me on Instagram at jesskellynt. Uh, and I, I have a treat for myself now, which is very self-indulgent, but bear with me. Uh, Derek Riley of Nevo.ie is here to talk about my favourite car, even though I don't drive still. Uh, uh, Derek, we're going to talk about the Mini Cooper. The new Mini Cooper, correct. I didn't realise it was your favourite car, Jess. I would have prepared much more if I'd known that. And uh, the fact that you're not even a driver, but you just love the car itself. It's a, You're a brand ambassador, is it? That's exactly it. I mean, if I could drive, I'd be dangerous. But uh, no, I've always wanted a Mini Cooper. And there's a friend of mine who used to work here in News Talk called Neil Kavna. And he's like a Mini Obsessive. And uh, so we've kind of bonded over Mini over the years. And I remember one of the years I was at Goodwood, I got to see their very first step into the world of electric vehicles uh, with the bright yellow little symbol on the back to indicate the electric vehicle. Uh, But you were swanning around the world looking at the new version. Swan, working, Jess, working. So at the moment, currently in Munich, we have the IAA Mobility Show. It used to be the Frankfurt Motor Show, but has now been moved to Munich and it's a mobility show now. So it's not just cars, there's two wheels, there's quadcopters, etc, etc. So that started on Monday of this week with a press day and then it's open to the public from Tuesday onwards. But before that, all of the German brands like to put on a bit of a show beforehand as you were already going to be in the country. And on Friday before IAA, we went to Mini and Mini now is part of the BMW group. So as much as we think Oxford, etc. from the United Kingdom and those Union Jack taillights, it is part. It is a German company now. And we got to see two of the new electric models coming down the line. And one of them is the Mini Cooper. And does it still have that classic Mini look? Absolutely, yes. The fifth generation Mini, the designer has very much kept that Mini design language. So if I said, showed you a silhouette or a shadow of it, you would know and Jess would know and even a non-Mini fan would know, oh yeah, that's a Mini. Uh, I understand what that is. The dimensions, the size, it's the fifth generation. Mini's been on the road now for since the 1960s. So uh, your grandparents probably would know that this is a Mini, even though now it is also electric. Uh, I have pictures here in front of me of the inside of the car and I've always loved the inside of the Mini Cooper as well. I just think it's so quirky and cute and hashtag adorbs. But I'm not wild about the material. I know this is like a real like pointless point, but I'm going to make it anyway. Not mad about the material on the dashboard. Recyclable, Jess. It's all about recyclable, the use of recyclable recycled material but also the circular economy and the circularity of the actual vehicle so they've really started diving into this as to we want to use stuff that has come from another source and then can also be recycled at the end of its life so this is a kind of a woven fabric and there are advantages to it with regards to cooling heating and behind that center screen and we'll talk about that in a second it actually projects light out onto the dash and because it's a textured surface it actually performs much better for the projections that comes off that center display but it looks geek though <laughs> you don't like the hound's tooth no now jess it's a picture and when this lands in ireland i'll pop around and we'll go for a little spin in the new mini cooper electric Okay, okay. I'll reserve my deep judgment. Um the the monitor, the display, the 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 big display in the dashboard is circular. It looks great. I really like the look of that. Samsung first time OLED first time and it is a 24 centimeter nearly circular. There's a small bit of a flat on the bottom. It's a bit like those smart watches from a couple of years ago. But yeah, beautifully clear. The colors are so vibrant. They have a couple of different what they call experiences. 
uh, and just okay. loves all this marketing lingo and mm. jargon. And really, it's like modes or personas. And you've got everything from green mode, which is going to conserve energy and show you how good you're driving, all the way over to go-kart mode, which turns everything red and black and makes a noise. And then you've got the likes of timeless mode, which turns everything kind of a like a old mini of old uh, and the designer of the mini now has looked at the original mini which was steering wheel big center console pretty similar to what you're looking at there in a digital format and some toggle switches in underneath there is no driver cluster behind the steering wheel it's very much going back to the original mini which was very simplistic and kept everything in its place whereas now 60 70 years later this is what we're getting back in a digital form yeah, so I hate all the experiences, just FYI going forward. Um, but I do like that the dash, like the, the, the dashboard as a whole is actually very like decluttered. There's no junk there. It's very small, fine and functional, but it still looks quite nice. Yeah, no, and it does, and in person, as I said, once once we get it to Ireland, I'll pop around so you can see it. And you know what? The modes are very much, if you do buy a Mini and it is known as a little go-kart on wheels, you go into go-kart mode and it actually sharpens up the steering, it changes the ambience, it changes the sound. So I know that it it's not Jess's kind of thing, but if you want to go fast, you go go-kart mode. If you want to go chilled out, you might go balance mode or core mode but yes it is uh, very much different things for different people and different styles oh okay um, <laughs> what about a virtual assistant now what about that just there is oh there's not enough virtual assistants in the world please tell me that there's a specific one just for mini and his name is Spike. He is a Great. little dog and he's intelligent. And you don't have to have Spike the dog joking aside. You can just have the mini assistant and you say the activation word. But what's intelligent about it is it starts to understand that it once Jess gets her driving license and she starts to drive and she is her route to her underground basement car park in her apartment complex. Every time she pulls up at the gate, she has to put down the window to put in the code in the keypad. It starts to learn that. And as you pull up to the car park, it will put down the window. So smart thinking and being smart and saving you as a driver time uh, and being intelligent uh, is what what many and other brands are looking to do as well. But and this is a serious issue that I've been thinking about quite a bit because in California, uh, they've introduced uh, driverless taxis across the board now. So pretty much every taxi company, if they want, can have driverless cars doing their bits. But the, some of the emergency responders have expressed serious concern about this because uh, uh, an e, a driverless car may not pick up the blue flashing lights and shimmy over to the side. So there's been times where emergency responders have to get out and physically move a car uh, to be able to get by in an emergency. And it's just had me thinking a little bit more about some of those automated, smart technological applications like it's grand when it works and when you want it to work but if it works in a way that doesn't suit or if it fails to activate at a uh, an important moment I'm still not sold on it all being within a car, to be completely honest. Now, this is very much driver aids rather than self-driving or automated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so North America have a way of how they do it in North America is if you're a car manufacturer, you put the car on the road and it is fine until something goes wrong. And then they're trying to figure out what went wrong, uh, a la mm. the automated driving and the different levels. Whereas the European Union is very much 
prove to us that it can do what it says it can do every single time before we allow you to sell it on the road. So there's five, six different levels of automated driving uh, or autom- auto driving. And at the moment, BMW is around level two. So it's like lane, keep assist, adaptive cruise control, maybe lane change. Whereas in America, it's a bit more automated driving, no driver in the seat, and it's doing all its own thing. And you can see, so that's why in Europe, you don't have self-driving cars because the European Union says, well, hold on a second, prove it first. Whereas in America, you've got beta testing going on on the open roads, which which we don't agree with. Yeah, OK, so I'll reserve some of my cynicism. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the e part of EV uh, when it comes to the Mini Cooper. Uh, what's special about this or what's different about this one? Just the, the fact that it's fully electric and it's based on a ground up electric vehicle rather than the other way around, whereas it was a combustion engine vehicle and they tried to stick a bit of batteries into it. A lovely car, uh, the original one and the newer generation one that we got a facelift a couple of years ago, but it was very much not compromised, but just not a ground up EV, whereas this is a ground up EV that is has a bigger battery, has better range. So you're talking between 300 and 400 kilometers, depending on those two different sizes, two different electric motors. So much more more of a this is an actually electric vehicle with the mini branding and the mini badging on it so i haven't driven it yet just got a chance to walk around it uh, and play with some of the uh, interior stuff uh, and the infotainment system so i'm really looking forward to getting this on the road and seeing how good it is mini has always driven very well and people were just saying you know what the old one had a probably around 185 kilometer range so this is you know doubling that so and ireland is very small so you probably don't need that much range anyway on a day-to-day basis Okay, and do we have the Irish pricing for it yet? We do. So it starts off at 36,220, rising to 41,760. So not super affordable, but definitely for that stylish person that wants that mini aesthetics and doesn't have a huge amount of range needed. Um, yeah, I think they're going to sell it because you see them on the road. You'd see the mm-hmm. original ones on the road and they had not a great range. So it's, uh, it's definitely going to be uh, a style icon. Style icon. Um, And speaking of something that's not a style icon, uh, the new Mini Countryman electric. This looks like a hearse. Jess, you're very harsh today on poor old Mini. Uh, It is a SUV, MPV, uh, very much for the family. Um, And they sell a lot of these because it is part of that Mini group and Families want bigger cars. They've got more kids and kids have more stuff with them. So Mini Countryman never came in electric before. It's the third generation of it. But now it comes in an all electric variant as well, giving about 460 kilometers worth of range. Um, Very large. And so that's why it has that station wagon, longer body and what Jess likes to call a hearse. But I don't call it that. Um, When you see the roof line in the picture I sent through to you with the colored kind of a background, you can see it kind of has a kind of just behind. Behind the passenger windows has a kind of bit that sticks down. They're calling this the surfboard design because it looks like a surfboard on the side of the actual car with the fin in underneath. Um, same circular display internally, but it's a much bigger car. It's six centimeters taller and 13 centimeters longer. So you're getting more space in the rear passengers and you're getting more space in the boot and families. That's what they want. And what about the range and the battery capacity on this one? So range is about 462 and it comes in two different battery options. It has a all-wheel drive and a regular wheel drive. So depending on what you're looking for, if you plan on going off-road, uh, you can do that. And if you're planning on just being put around the town in an urban environment, you may not need the, uh, the all-wheel drive. So you can uh, get the, the standard version of it as well. 
And do we have pricing for this one? We do. We have the regular standard Countryman Electric E, 48,500. And then the all four, which is the four-wheel drive version, is 54,500 approximately. Uh, that's all including government grants as well. And how does that compare to other family type EVs? For premium SUV, a lot of people would compare this against the BMW, its cousin within the same family, iX1, which would be their entry level. um, And it's probably about €10,000 cheaper. So if you're looking for that German, like the fit, the finish, the quality, uh, you can see, again, it's got a very much a woven dash. I'm not sure if Jess is going to be a fan of it. But as you come around from the dash to the door, it starts to blend in the colours. Something totally different, has some brushed gold. Um, So on the premium side of things, it's fairly decent value, but then people are always going to say Derek what's it versus the Tesla Model Y which is the benchmark for and a Tesla Model Y long range is probably coming in at sub 50 so it's going to be going toe to toe with that some people don't like the minimalist interior of the Tesla Model Y whereas this would have that mini design mini heritage uh, and just that overall aesthetic look Mm. Um, and you mentioned there that mini is now part of the BMW group and we're going to talk about uh BMW design concept in a second and I'm trying to not be cranky right like I'm desperately trying to not like give this one a nice report there Jess just to say it looks nice just to say it looks nice no I can't lie to you though (laughs) it looks like if I said to my seven-year-old nephew sit down there and draw an idea of a spaceship and a car together he would get something that looks nicer. The front of it is ugly. The steering wheel is a weird shape. The wing mirror annoys me. I, I just explain what, why and get like, I just need to, no, just no. So this no. is what they call a design concept. So this is where BMW envisaged itself in a couple of years time. So this isn't going to be an actual car. You're going to start to see elements of this sprinkled across. So you'll start to get used to it. You'll start to be more friendly to it. I just maybe got you on the wrong day, Jess. I don't know. <laughs> but it is very much the next generation of vehicles with the BMW brand. Some people, again, it's very Marmite. It's not an SUV, which we're happy with. It's a traditional two and a half box body saloon sedan. So it is what we would have seen in the past years ago. I actually like it but I know some people don't like it some people don't like the interior because it is corduroy seats and it reminds them of their geography teacher but tech wise I think it's starting to really showcase what BMW are starting to do with some of the uh, bits inside in it. Okay like what? So you've got a what they've done is they've dropped what's called the shoulder line. So the shoulder line in any vehicle will be at the bottom of the window that goes from the front of the car to the back of the car. So they've dropped that down a couple of centimetres so you have more visibility and more in air into the or more light coming into the car. So it's a much nicer air place to be and drive in. But you can see on the pictures I've sent through to you, there's a black line within the glass. And what yeah. that is, Jess, is e-ink. And that allows you to open and close the car and it will uh, put up different signals as to what's happening, whether it's locked, whether it's unlocked. So you press that e-ink and that's how the car actually opens. But if you look at the front of the windscreen at the bottom, just above the steering wheel, because they've dropped that down, now they can have an augmented reality head up display, not just in front of the driver, but that goes from side to side all the way across the width of the car. And that will display the likes of speed, information, what's on the radio, satellite navigation, all of these things that we all want in front of us. And what they're saying is it actually improves driver focus because he or she or they are not looking down away from where they're actually driving to. So it's all within your eye line and within your catchment of your eyesight. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put these pictures up on my Instagram, right? At Jess Kelly NT. Go over and have a look, and let me know if we should rename this from the EV segment to the ugly car segment. Uh, like, so do you not like the slanty screen inside? No, I was just gonna say the lack of symmetry in inside the car is giving me vertigo. This like, might be your just oh. OCD is not it's not helping. The steering wheel, those practicalities of the steering wheel, because normally those spokes, so it's a two-spoke steering wheel, and normally they're horizontal, but they're actually vertical. And the reason being is because the thumb screens on either side, you interact with that depending on what you're doing, whether it's increasing the volume on the media. I don't know, Jess, I'm going to have to get you into these cars because I'm not sure if these pictures are doing doing me justice here. The, and we're obviously on the radio, so nobody's going to see them until you put them up on Instagram. Okay, I'm going to do it right now. I'm literally going to go to Instagram, head on over at Jess Kelly NT and either comment ugly or lovely. And if you put lovely, if you put lovely, it will be noted. Just saying. Keeping uh, track of all the people that like this car, but yeah, listen. As I said, some, even when I posted it on social media, people were like, "Oh my god, I love it," or "Oh my god, I don't like it." But you know what? It's great that we're having the conversation, and they're not just all the same, same. And we definitely don't want that. We do want no. to spark conversation. We want to annoy Jess every weekend, whatever yeah. it may be, you know. And we're doing a good. I'm doing a good job. Uh, you listen. You've absolutely killed it today. Uh, absolutely killed it. No, I'm only playing with you. Like, uh, look, I do think it's interesting to see innovation in design and all the rest. But I sometimes feel like I remember being at uh, CES in Vegas a few years ago and walking through the car hall, and there were different design concepts and different proof of concepts and all the rest. And like, it's interesting, but I can't envisage anyone ever actually opting to buy one. Do you know what I mean? There's very, and you know what, they, they go they go crazy, the designers go crazy and the, and the people that think about this kind of stuff and then they get uh, feedback from the likes of Jess Kelly and others and consumers and they do focus groups, etc. Like we all know, and it gets very much tamed down as before it gets. But BMW, to be fair to them, the likes of their iX, which is their large SUV, it is totally something totally different and some people love it and some people don't love it and I respect them for that as well because it's you have to t- make a change otherwise everything's going to as they turn into the same, same. We definitely don't want that within any walk of life, uh, whether it's smartphones, whether it's e- uh, electric vehicles, uh, whatever it may be. Okay, maybe I'm just really cranky. I might run out and get a Kinder Bueno during the break. Uh, Derek Riley of Nevo.ie. Thanks so much. Thanks, William Jess.